Welcome to the High Performance Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Chris Lingham. So sit back and relax as today we're going to help you level up your health and fitness game. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number two of the High Performance Health and Fitness Podcast. Uh, This is your host, Coach Chris Lingham, and I'm going to be bringing you guys an exciting episode today. I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite things, which is lifting weights, uh, specifically bodybuilding versus functional strength training uh, and why it can be so beneficial for you. And if you're a man or a woman, it's going to be very, very informative for both of you guys. So I'm super excited for this episode. So let's get into it. And let's first of all, I want to talk about um, you know, weight training and like how I kind of got into weight training so that we can talk about, you know, number one, why people kind of do it and the benefits of it. Right. So I remember when, uh, I was playing sports when I was younger, uh, I was always small. I was always the the smallest kid on the team. I was like, you know, underweight by so many, you know, so much. And I would, I would look at all the other kids and I'd be like, man, when am I ever going to grow to be as big as them? And it was very frustrating uh, that day never came. <laughs> I'm still five eight, and you know I pretty much was this height through high school and through college sports. And one of the things that I had to learn was, you know, there were a lot of disadvantages of being short, but there also were a lot of advantages. And a lot of them came in strength training and how strong I was able to get. Right. So uh, that was why I got in because I was just undersized, and you know I wanted to be stronger. So that I could give myself an opportunity to play. Um, so you know, if you're stronger than the other kids, you can beat them. You can be faster than them. You can jump higher. You can be more athletic. You can make more plays. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to focus on being the best athlete that I could. So I was lifting weights as much as I could, as early as I could. Uh, we had a weight room in the backyard. Uh, we had it as a shed. It became my personal training studio, um, and that's where I actually started my business out of when I came home from school in Georgia. Uh, so a lot of memories uh, down in that shed. Uh, you know, getting you know using weights that my grandfather used to weld because he was a welder, a career welder. Uh, I remember having like dumbbells when I was young. And, you know, I just remember always uh, being around weight training and my physique because of that always, you know, was on point. And that's the one of the biggest things that I find that people get into training is that they want to they want to look better. Right. right? They want to look better. Uh, we always say it comes down to four things. They want to look better. They want to feel better. They want to move better. Or if they're an athlete, they want to perform better. Right. So these are the main goals and why people start training. And it was one of the main reasons why I did. Um, it wasn't necessarily to look better, but it was also to perform better and to, to feel better. Right. I was going to feel better if I was stronger. I was going to have more confidence. I was going to feel like I can take on my competition and I wasn't going to feel like I was inferior to other people. Much of how I felt majority of my young life, right? So weight training gives you the ability to almost take your life back uh, and kind of be in control. Uh, so pretty cool stuff right there, uh, tapping in a little bit about my story. And guys, I'm going to go into a whole episode on this. Um, but I really wanted to get some out uh, information out on some of the training stuff first and some of the nutrition. But in uh, this one, guys, like, let's talk about like bodybuilding versus strength training or what I like to call functional strength training. You know, um, so let's talk about bodybuilding first. You know, typically, you know, this is what people do when they 
go to a gym, right? Uh, they typically will do steady state cardio. So that's going on a treadmill, a Stairmaster, an elliptical, or any of those types of uh, machines, right? Uh, that's where they get their cardio in. And when they do their weight training, it's usually on like a fixed machine, you know, leg press, you know, a seated chest press, or, you know, uh, if they do it, usually they're always in a fixed position, whether it's like a Smith machine for their squats. Um, and if they do do any free weights, it's usually going to be a lot of isolation work, right? So that's bicep curls. Um, there are some compound movements in there that will do some big chest ex- exercises and stuff. But, you know, there's a ton of isolation work usually going on in, in bodybuilding style training. Now, the pros of this, right, the good things is, is it's going to be able to help you develop muscle, right? So this is a great way to develop muscle. Uh, it's also a great way to develop definition and size, and, you know, you can cut fat using this method, right? You can cut fat by, you know, doing weight training, your, 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 um, you know, your reps and then, and then using a little bit of time on cardio. Now, some of the cons, right? Uh, it, it's a little bit more outdated. Uh, this kind of method started a long time ago, uh, when, you know, fitness was really out and was getting popular. And then there wasn't much, like there wasn't an internet back then. So people, typically would get their information from magazines and the magazines that were out there were like flex magazine and muscle, you know, muscle and fitness, like things like that. And, you know, pretty much the information that was being, you know, put out there were coming from the physique and the bodybuilding world, because that's, you know, who were lifting weights, that's who were in the spotlight or influencers of their time. You know, you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was very popular. You guys all know his name usually. You know, there's like popular like Ronnie Coleman, you know, and, you know, my my information in the bodybuilding world isn't huge. Uh, I'm more of uh, coming from the strength side. But uh, I do see where, you know, when I first started working out, this is where I kind of got my uh, style of training from. I was doing a ton of bicep curls. I would go to the gym, do leg presses, you know, hamstring curl machine, then the leg extension machine. I would do seated chest press and, you know, squat on Smith machines. And I didn't really think anything of it. Um, uh, number one, <laughs> when you're doing cardio this way, yeah, it's definitely boring as shit. Like there's nothing fun about being on a treadmill for 30 to 60 minutes. Uh, they try to put TVs in it to make it better, but um, it's still always going to be boring. So um, it's pretty meat heady. Uh, it has the tension to uh, draw that kind of crowd. Not to say there's anything against, um, you know, meatheads, because I think that you know, a lot of my training is very meat heady in a sense when I'm doing strength training. Um, but it definitely does kind of have that that feel more of the, you know, bro, what's up, dude, let's do reps, let's get swole, you know, (laughs) you know, I know that most people are in training for that, uh, at least that I know. Uh, But if you are out there, and that's your thing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, And this is probably a better style training for you, right? Uh, But I would say that it it definitely beats up your joints. uh, Because there's a ton of isolation work going on, you know, you're stretching muscles, and and you're really putting a lot of wear and tear on the joints. So uh, it doesn't really help with movement as, as far, but it definitely does help you, you know, build some physique. And there's been many people that have been super successful using this style of training. Now, for me, uh, I kind of came up and I grew up in, you know, sports. So that's why I went more of a route of strength training and conditioning. And, you know, what's working right now for myself and what's worked for, you know, my entire life is training strength and what I like to say functional strength. 
And it's been working for my clients for over the last eight years. You know, we've been really, really successful um, helping a ton of people uh, lose weight. I think we've had over a thousand clients come through Impact. Um, we've trained people virtually. And, you know, it's just really awesome to, you know, really get out there what we're doing in our gym to the world. Um, I know that there's other people out there doing some of the stuff, but there's very unique things that we do at Impact that uh, I know that no one else is doing. So let's talk about, um, you know, we'll talk about conditioning on a different episode. Uh, for this one, I want to keep it more of the, just the functional strength training element. And, you know, strength training is kind of like, you know, picking up your, your laundry, right? Picking up your laundry around the house and taking it and, you know, going into the basket, bending over, putting it into the washing machine, you know, putting, you know, your groceries, carrying your groceries from your car to your house, you know, putting your groceries or your plates away in the cupboard. You know, it could be as simple as, you know, pushing a cart around the store uh, when you're at the grocery store or, you know, going to work each day. You know, functional strength training is showing up, you know, in every element of our life. Uh, we just aren't really noticing it because we just never really, uh, you know, really looked that far at, into it. Now, if your goal is to be, you know, a bodybuilder and step on stage, then yeah, you should probably train like that, right? But if your goal, you know, is to be like what we said, one of the key fours, which is to look better, to feel better, to move better, or if you're an athlete to perform better, then you're going to want to train more in a functional strength training uh, style, right? So I always say like, you got to make your training match your goals, right? You got to make your training match your goals. So some of the pros on uh, strength training, right? You're going to see faster results. Uh, this is, you know, you're using your body more. You're using bigger muscle groups. So you're just working harder and you're burning more calories. So you're going to see better, you're going to see faster results, right? You're training your body to move and not be stuck, right? So when you're in a fixed position, your body never moves and stays in that position. But when you do that, like in a bodybuilding build bodybuilding isolation style training, you know, you're training your body not to really move that well. You're training your, your muscles to be, to be stronger and to be bigger, but you're not really training them to move in space that well. Right. And then, you know, better overall strength and power. Well, yeah, you're going to develop much more strength and power by doing, you know, more of a functional style training. Right. And that's like, and I'm going to explain to you guys here in a second, you know, what these types of exercises are. Um, and then as far as like you're, you're going to have a stronger cardiovascular system if you're doing conditioning, right? And if you're training with weights and you're, and you're doing it in a style that's going to get your heart rate up there uh, and challenge you, if you're challenging yourself in your workouts, then you're definitely going to build a stronger cardiovascular system as far as, you know, what we call um, the anaerobic, right? So aerobic is more of the steady state cardio, which we still need some of that. Uh, but we're going to train more anaerobically when we're doing a strength and conditioning modality, right? So now let's talk about the cons, man. So it requires better form. Yeah, you have to have better form if you're doing strength training, because, you know, some of the exercises, you know, you got to make sure that you're moving properly, right? And, you know, so in order to move properly, some people, they're going to need more corrective exercises, right? If you have poor mobility, if you have poor flexibility, your body doesn't move that well. Uh, so it's going to be harder to do certain exercises, because you're going to have some compensation. So if you can do some, you know, corrective style exercises, you're probably going to improve, you know, your, your results in the gym. Actually, not probably, you're most certainly going to improve your results in the gym. And uh, not many people know how to structure a workout, which is very challenging. Um, you know, not being able to structure a workout 
it, it comes with training, right? So I see even personal trainers, you know, struggling with this because you, in order to get better at writing programs and writing workouts, you have to write a lot of workouts and programs, right? So like in order to get better at anything, you just have to just like work at it. You're never going to be good at something in the beginning. So if you're going to the gym and you're just starting out and you want to do this style of training, like, yeah, it's going to be challenging to structure a workout. But uh, I have some simple exercises that can kind of guide you in the right direction. But, you know, reps and sets and stuff, you kind of want to go to somebody who's qualified to be able to do this. But that kind of runs into the next problem, which is like most coaches are underqualified on this style of training. Right. It's easier to throw 30 people into a circuit and beat them down in your typical large group settings. Or, you know, you see the old school bodybuilding because people are afraid to adapt to a new style of training. So they just do the same thing that majority of our clients are doing, which is they're staying in this zone where they are afraid to change. They're afraid to do something different. Right. They're afraid to uh, innovate. They're afraid to to learn and grow. So it becomes very challenging to find a good place to do functional strength training, honestly, right? It's difficult to help someone develop coordination and balance, and it's hard to, you know, coordination, balance, speed, and strength, right? It's, it's not easy to make someone sweat and tell them they're doing a good job. Yeah, that's, that's very easy, I should say, you know, but it's very difficult to actually make someone better. Uh, Martin Rooney uh, has a line with Training for Warriors, which is anyone can make you tired, but not everyone can make you better, right? And as a coach, you know, I strive every single week, you know, to be that kind of coach that makes people better, to, you know, put that environment out there for my coaches to be the same kind of coaches to make people better. And the environment within our gym for our clients just to strive to be the best version of themselves, right? You know, I have this new saying, the one percenters, right? I want I want our gym to be one percenters, that are the people that are striving every single day to get one percent better, right? And then like where do you focus those efforts? Well, it's gonna be in the core lifts when it comes to strength training, right? The core lifts, uh, I like to break them down into like seven different exercises. So like, hey, if you're listening, like pause right now, get your pen. Because you're going to want to write these down, right? You're going to want to write these down because if you write these down, you're going to know all the exercises that you should be doing to be able to get results on your own, right? So the core lifts or exercises in this group, you got the squat, right? So first of all, you got squat and there's many different variations of squats, right? So it doesn't really matter what level you're at. You just have to squat. So some people could be doing body weight if they're just getting started, uh, you could be squatting with barbells if you're more advanced, right? There's front squats and back squats and split squat, all that good stuff, right? There's a bunch of different squat variations. The next one is the hinge or a bend, right? So this one gets confusing, but this is typically our our deadlifting form. So this is when you're you're moving, you're separate, you're creating separation at the hip, right? When we squat, we're bending at the knee, ankle, and hip. But when we're doing a hip hinge, what we're really trying to do is just bend at the hip and we're trying to target, you know, our posterior muscles. So the muscles on the back of our body, right? That's going to be our butt, you know, the back of our legs and our low back, right? So those are our hinge exercises, your kettlebell swings, you know, all that good stuff. RDLs, those are different variations, right? So now it's going to come into the third one, which is, you know, your pushing exercises, right? So this is, 
you know, your bench press, your push-up, you know, exercises when you're pushing away from your body, right? Uh, you could be doing a dumbbell bench press, you know, a single arm dumbbell bench press, whatever you like. It could be an overhead press if it's safe for you to go overhead and if you have good shoulder mobility. Uh, and then the next one would be your pulling exercises, right? So if you have your push, you got to have your opposite. So you have your pulling exercises. This is typically your rows, you know, your pull-ups, your chin-ups, you know, cable rows, exercises like that. Uh, those are your pulling exercises, uh, your, your single leg stance. Uh, so I like to break this one down into like if I'm taking that hip hinge and I'm doing a RDL, a single leg RDL, maybe a single leg glute bridge, you know, step ups, you know, exercises that are going to fall in that category. Uh, your lunges, right? So that's pretty self-explanatory. You know, you can lunge in different directions. You can, there's many different variations of lunges and then your core exercises, right? So um, there's different ways to train the core. You can train anterior core, rotational, anti-rotational. Um, but I usually break it down into the seven categories and that's, you know, where we'll, we'll, we'll pick exercises that uh, we'll, we'll fill in our template that we use to program our workouts, right? And I'll, I'll just drop these in here and I'll pick the variation that is based off of that client, right? So that client, that results, their body, you know, their mobility, if they have any restrictions, if they're a beginner, you know, all of these things go into factor, you know, how we develop their customized training program and pick their exercises, right? So uh, that I feel like because you're training more for movement, now not only are you getting the person results, right, but you're also helping them move better. So you're getting other results that are happening that are beneficial that, you know, most people aren't really noticing until they actually are able to do it. Say a lot of people come to me, they can't do a lunge. Um, so after working out for a while and strengthening some of the muscles, they can do a lunge without pain. And now all of a sudden they're able to get much better results from their workouts because they're actually able to activate the muscle that they're trying to train. So, you know, if you're doing a lunge with bad form, you know, you're probably not going to get your quads, your hamstrings and your glutes to fire properly, right? So, but the minute that you're able to start doing that and you train out the imbalances or asymmetries, now your body moves better, you're going to develop more muscle, you're going to get stronger and you're going to have that, you know, that adaptation for success. So, uh, yeah, so let's keep on going on, man. Like we got, so why are they important, right? So um, I think strength training is important because it's required for your movement, right? It's important because it's required for movement. We move every single day. So if you're if you're weak, you're going to be in pain. So like if you're sitting all day and you don't move, you know, your body's going to change the way your posture is. And then the bad posture leads to, you know, to pain and discomfort, you know, bad posture leads to injuries in a gym when you're training, you know, these things happen when we stop moving, and we stop getting stronger, and we become weak. Uh, it's going to help decrease the risk of injury, right? So you're going to, you're, you're going to be able to not fall, you know, you're going to have better balance, so you don't fall over and trip and stuff like that. So injury risk is down, you know, when you're training, and you're stronger, you have the ability to resist injury better. Um, we just talked about it, it improves your coordination and your balance, man. So that's huge. 
I know that I it comes up whenever I'm doing single leg exercises. I have terrible balance on one leg, uh, and I see how weak I am with my hip stability every time I try and do one of those exercises. So it's important that I put those in my workout so that I can get better. Because if I if I'm struggling with those, that means I'm probably going to get hurt soon. So you know, in order to avoid future injury, I want to do the work now, and that's how I like to look at it for my students. Is like, you know, don't shy away from you know, your, your asymmetries, don't shy away from your scale, don't shy away from, you know, the, the scary monsters underneath the bed, because, you know, when you shine the light on these things, you just get better, right? And that's what the whole 1% better is about. It's about, you know, it's about getting stronger, it's about getting leaner, it's about getting more definition. And you don't get those things by not doing it, the work every single day, right? So, it doesn't have to mean that you're, you're working out every single day, but you should move every day, right? You can walk. It's not that hard to walk, right? You know, weather is pretty, pretty good in the spring and most of the time. And honestly, you can get a good jacket. You know, I've been telling myself uh, this. I try to not – I don't walk as much in the winter because I'm like, oh, it's cold. And I'm like, well, you got one of the best jackets. You know, <laughs> your wife bought you one of these nice jackets. It's like infrared Under Armour and like literally I can put that thing on. You know, we went, I, I had this for snowboarding. And I remember I was like taking off layers. It was I was cooking inside this jacket and it's super light. And, you know, so so my biggest point is like you we make excuses for why we can't do things. But the reality is, is we just, you know, if we just chunk it down a little bit and make it, you know, easier for ourselves, we can do it right. If it becomes just simple steps like, all right, I need to walk today. I need to drink a green smoothie today. You know, I need to do some mobility today. I need to get in like three workouts this week. You know, I need, you know, pretty, in, I need to get three like moderately to intense workouts where I'm actually sweating. Um, you know, if you go out and you hike on weekends, that's awesome too, right? So it's just checking down the list, meal prepping. You know, so many people that struggle with their food, you know, they just go into the week and they try and wing it every week and they hope for something to change. But the reality is, is like, man, like, if you want change to happen, you got to create the change. You have to create the catalyst, right? And then next is, uh, so let's talk about the best way to train, right? So let's get back on topic here. You know, the best way to train and, you know, how to incorporate it all. So like I never said that you shouldn't do bodybuilding training, right? And, and I think that like strength training is just, I'm obviously biased because, you know, my, my schooling came through strength and conditioning you know, and that's kind of through where my certification is. I didn't really come up through a bodybuilding fitness world. I kind of came up through sports performance and, you know, being an athlete myself and training to get myself better and become the best that I could. So that's kind of how I got into training. And uh, so I think that there's the functional exercises that we listed on that list, like those seven exercises that you need to be doing those. I think you need to be doing your conditioning, right? So finishers, high in, high intensity conditioning, you know, I think that, you know, you need to do some steady state cardio too. I think that like walking is fine for steady state cardio, going hiking, you know, or once or every week or every two weeks, you know, riding a bike, something like that. It's fine. It's good for you. Um, I think that you can cycle in some bodybuilding and some isolation work. I think that, you know, I do it with all my guys when I do their muscle building programs. You know, we do a lot of strength training, but then I'll sneak in some 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 muscle building type exercises for their shoulders, for their back, for their biceps, for their triceps, because I understand, you know, people want to feel good. They want to look good. And there's some, you know, we can get the work done, like the 
big major work done in the beginning of the program. You know, we want to get them moving first with their warm up and their mobility. Then we want to hit some of the most important stuff with their strength. And then, yeah, like let them train for the things that they like. So if you like bigger biceps, throw it in at the end for a finisher. You know, we use arm finishers. We do leg finishers for a lot of our ladies like the leg finishers. You know, I typically like leg finishers because I like to train my legs pretty hard. Um, I like to be strong. I, I, I'm short, so I try to dunk all the time. So I like to try and keep my bunnies up, keep my hop, my hops game. So when I get on the basketball court, I can rise up on these fools. And when they look at me and like, they're like, you're five, eight. I'm like, you know it. <laughs> all right. So enough about that. But you know, the most important thing though, the X factors, what I think are like your nutrition and your recovery habits, right? If you have poor eating habits, if you have poor recovery habits, it doesn't matter what you do in the gym. It doesn't matter what exercises you train. You're just not going to be successful, right? The science is out. Some people are like, oh, it's 80-20, like 80% diet, 20% all the other stuff. You know, I'd have you consider it's like 90-10, you know. If you don't eat well, you know, your body just is really good at adapting. So you're just going to like adapt a little bit, um, but then you'll, you know, you'll just start eating more food and you won't even notice. So, <laughs> you know, so it's like, you, the body's just really smart and, you know, it's the only way to really be successful is to, you know, recover from your workouts and, and learn how to decrease stress in your life and then get enough sleep, right? To try and get more sleep. And then when it comes to nutrition, it's just like daily habits. You know, you might not, you know, maybe it's just like starting with your breakfast this week, you know, and getting that down for the next couple of weeks. And, you know, then you move on and have a healthier lunch, right? And then it's like, all right, we got that down. Let me start working on a healthier dinner. And you start finding out that, oh, maybe I should prep, you know, some things for the week, maybe a little bit of chicken or some turkey so that I don't have to cook, you know, when I come home from work. So I'm always tired or have fruit washed and clean. Like these things make it really easy for you to be successful in this world. Because if you're going to strength train, if you're going to do any of the bodybuilding, if you're going to do any of the working out, you just have to be committed to also doing some things with your nutrition too, or you're just, you're not going to see the hard work and the the evidence of your success, right? So guys, I want to appreciate you so much, uh, man, this, this whole thing, this whole podcasting thing, it's super new to me. Sorry if I geeked out and nerded out a little bit on the science. I'm trying to keep it super relatable today, guys. So, Hey, I have no idea how I'm doing. So if you if you like the episode, you know, go ahead and and leave me a review, uh, shoot me a comment, hit me up on Instagram um, at Chris Lingham Fitness uh, is my name on there. Uh, you can search me on in on Facebook. You know, Chris Lingham uh, and our in my gym's Impact Performance and Fitness, and we're in Voorhees. So I appreciate you for wherever you're at, wherever you're listening from. If you're one of my students, what's up? What's up to my one percenters? I love you. Appreciate you guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, bringing some more episodes. I'm trying to shoot for about three three a week, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, hopefully. So uh, keep your ears out for the next episode, episode number three. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in on this one.